Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views somewhere on the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Uh, just a regular old week, you know, Amy? Just, uh-huh, no just big going through the motions. news, no big Nothing news big at all. At all. Uh, no. we, we, actually have, we actually have in quantity a pretty light news week, but... Yeah. In quality, that's nothing happened this week. That's nothing, right. I mean, just, in, you know, in quality, yeah, and on a personal note, we have a very big news week. All right. Well, I'll let you jump into the news. Go for it. So our top story is that the executive committee has a new vice president of communications, Who's and that? it is Jonathan Howe. It uh, is. Yes. So that was effective this week, September 5th. So we're recording on the 6th, which is your second day on the job. Um, yep. Why don't I just cover this like a like a regular story? <laughs> Let's just do that. Okay. So Jonathan. throw it to me for yeah. comment. Yeah. So right. Jonathan Howe um, served at Lifeway Christian Resources for eight years. Six of those were as director of strategic initiatives responsible for content strategy and marketing of TomRainer.com, EdStetzer.com, and LifewayPastors.com. And I love the BP story says he is also co-host of SBC this week. So uh, that's that's pretty true. cool. All yep. of that is true. So very big news for the executive committee. A vice president announcement is always a big deal, something we would cover, but it is a little weird to cover it here uh, because it's you. So, it is I. So give give a little bit of a, a personal. The B, the BP story is great. Some great quotes in there. Uh, one that I, I thought was fantastic. I couldn't have said that it better the, myself. The Kevin Ezell? The Kevin Ezell one? Yeah, is that, that the one? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you even, you talked over my line. I said I couldn't have said it better myself. You, you couldn't yes. because you did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so a oh, lot, lot of great quotes and statements. People saying just wonderful things about you. This is very, very well-deserved, Jonathan. I was going to say awkward, but okay. Awkward but and, and well-deserved. But why don't yeah. you uh, t- just tell us a little bit about what you will be doing and uh, uh, how that impacts the podcast. I mean, that's something we need to yeah. to kind of to cover here because there's a little note about that in BP. So take it away. Yeah. I'm excited to be a part of the EC now and going in there as vice president of communications, basically over Baptist Press, over SBC Life, all the websites, everything that comes out of the communications arm of the executive committee. So uh, whether that be logo development, whether that be marketing plans for the annual meeting, promotional plans, uh, helping out with CP promotion, just everything that the executive committee produces in print. You know, there's like about the SBC. There's a couple of pamphlets that we do every year uh, that are updated and to tell about the SBC and the work of the Southern Baptist Convention. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be Fantastic. managing that. And and I've got a team of people around us and excited to to get going in there. First day was yesterday, like you mentioned. Uh, we're recording this early on Friday morning before I head into work again. The first day, was it was like drinking from a fire hose. Like I, everybody's had that job where they, they get to the job, they think they know what's kind of, you know, kind of the lay of the land maybe a little bit. Right. And you get there and you're just like blown back by just like, oh, wow, this is so yeah. much. Operations and, and that, are, are ton, tons yeah. of things to take in. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure my way out around the uh, floor. You know, it's a, yes. a whole new, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I've been at Lifeway eight years. I think I've been on the sixth floor where the, the communications office is. I think I've been there. Maybe once, maybe twice. 
Right. So I I had never really been in that office much. Uh, even though I've you know dealt with those guys, I've we been just there always more met outside. You. I've been in the seventh floor. I've been... I always went up on the seventh floor. Okay. So the sixth floor, like I don't know the layout of that. I'm still trying to figure out like where the printer is and right. those kind of things, right. and just just trying to figure out the closest because the the printer that we have is in a workroom in the middle of the building, ah, and there's two okay. doors to it. And my my office door is about equidistant to the two doors. So I'm trying to figure out which one's closer or longer, or which way I need to go. Should I go left or right? And cause I'm coming out like right in the corner. So wow, it's, it's just there funny. You, there so, you have it folks. That's the big mystery of the first day, but isn't that, yes, that's, that's how to find the printer. That's right. But isn't that right for all, all jobs? Yeah. Let's now let's say, let me throw out a few questions to you right. because it's good Sounds for good. us to be clear of sort of what exactly this is, what it's not. Uh, because sometimes the executive committee is one of those organizations that can be a little confusing. So does this mean that you are on the executive committee? No. No. It means... I work for the executive that's committee. Right, that, right, that's right. That's so, right. So you are part of a ongoing um, year-round staff that does the work uh, for the executive committee. So the executive yeah, committee We carry members. out the ministry assignments that have been given to the executive committee by the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes, that's right. So that so that's important because sometimes I get a lot of questions like what's the you know the president of the executive committee, the chair of the executive committee, the vice president, things like that. So you got a big meeting coming up where the committee itself will come and meet and you and your team along with the rest of the staff will be doing all that they ask you to do, all that helps them to do their jobs uh, better for Southern Baptists. And uh, this is a really, really important role. Now, another thing that the BP story covers is Singh Oldham, who has been the vice president of convention relations and communications for a long time. He's going to continue as vice president of convention relations That's and correct. have some additional things, policy and, and, and other things. Yeah. So this is just kind of a just just kind of a bringing people and moving some things around. Yeah. And so you'll be serving on the executive leadership team with him and others. Yes, so we we talked a while back about Augie Bodo's announcing his retirement. Yes. So whenever that happened, they they used that opportunity to kind of restructure the staff a little bit and you know divvy up some responsibilities, move some people around. So some of the people on Augie's team went to other teams, and like Chris Chapman, for example, who runs all the web stuff, is now part of the communications team. Oh, okay. Because it's a communications tool of yeah. the, the executive committee. So it makes sense for him to slot in there and, you know, not somewhere else. So, um, had a great meeting with him walking around and Amy, I'm telling you next week, whenever you get here, you're not going to recognize the building. Really? They've made some, they've made some really great improvements. We've added some TVs to be able to do some messaging and different things for. So I'm telling you, I'm excited. I've got some, some tools at my disposal that they didn't have in the past that are, they're just ready to go. So I, I asked yesterday, one of the guys, I said, you know, we had the TVs and everything. It's like, who's who comes up with the content for that? Who's whose responsibility to that? He's just like pointed uh, at me. You. It's like, all right, we'll work on that next week. Yeah, that ready to go. There you go. So, I've got a meeting next week. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. So one of the one of the really cool things, Amy. This is is a really neat little side story. It has nothing to do with the job much, but Andy Beecham, who works at the executive committee, he's on my team. Uh, does graphic design, a lot of layout type things, and and helps out with SBC Life and all that. He grew up in the same church as my wife in Tupelo. And my wife's grandfather taught him Sunday school. 
Very cool. So we had talked about my wife's grandfather a few months ago whenever he passed away. Yeah. And him teaching Sunday school. I think I've told a couple of stories about that. But Andy was in his Sunday school class at one point. That's really neat. Yeah. So they know he knows the family. They know each other's families and everything. So it's, it's kind of wild. That's fun when you make those personal connections. The, the same thing has happened to me with some uh, folks in the SBC that all of a sudden you start to make connections, um, especially come because I'm coming from Nashville. I, I end up realizing that people know my parents or, you know, whatever. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of fun. So, yep. Very cool. So I, I now join the um, the hat trick club in the SBC with you uh, because I've worked for now three of our entities slash auxiliaries. Very good. Yeah. On the national level. So the WMU Lifeway and now the executive committee and you've got Southern Southeastern and Lifeway. That's correct. So, so there you go. We're tied right now. We're tied. We're, we're tied. There are still a few other people out there that have Oh, they've got more. a speed. There's yes. a few people that are four the, or five. Yeah. Yeah. That have a speed. But here we are uh, with three each. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's exciting. Well, so. t- tell us a little bit about what this means for our podcast. All right. So the podcast now will really become a product of the executive committee. Uh, you won't notice too much change here. We're, we're going to work through some sponsorship issues and some of those kind of things. Uh, we've we've got to work on that and uh, just the the hosting and everything. We're going to stay at sbcthisweek.com, but you'll also probably see more of it in the Baptist Press Friday newsletters, those kind of things starting probably October 1st. So, right. Uh, I'm kind of, we're working to transition and everything during September and then October kind of be the, the kickoff right. over there yeah. at SBC this week and uh, with Baptist Press. Fantastic. Well, and, and our goals are aligning because the goal of this podcast has always been to inform Southern Baptists and encourage them to engage more. And uh, that's a goal of the executive committee staff as well. So that lines up and uh, it, it'll, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yep, looking forward to it. So I, I'm really excited about the days to come. So there's a lot of work, and I appreciate all the everybody reaching out. I had a lot of people reach out over Twitter and text and Facebook and everything this week. It's it, my phone just from Wednesday and Thursday just never stopped. It seems, uh, and I really appreciate all that. It's a lot of kind words um, that folks sent on, and I, I those were really really nice. And um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the future. Excited about the opportunity and. Really, really looking forward to getting in there and, and, you know, like you said, engaging and informing Southern Baptists. So that, that's what we're here for. That's what I do every day now. Very go good. To do, and, and as my sign said, Amy. Yes. I, I loved your go sign. I loved your go sign. That was awesome. Um, I yes. appreciate y'all's help with that. Yes. We, we so. did a little digital magic with that. A little, to little smoke get, and mirrors yeah, with that. Yeah. To get a sign in your hands. But, um, but we were excited to be able to share that with you. Um, so let's, yep. let's kick this off in your uh, first podcast as the vice president of communications. Why don't you give us a little good news about the cooperative program? Well, it's the first of the month, Amy. You know what that means? CP. 2.05% over the year-to-date budget projection. We had a five-Sunday month that came in, and the, the money came in for that fifth Sunday. So we had a boost up $17.466 million and change in the month of August for cooperative program gifts, bringing the budget total to $181,472,079.52. Don't forget those 52 cents, which is almost a million dollars over last year's gifts through the first 11 months. We have one month left in the fiscal year to meet that budget of $194 million. Amy, 
and I think we're going to easily pass that. So I, I expect this to be somewhere in the 160 or 195, 6, 7 range. So usually we get about 15 to 16, $17 million per month. So I expect it 196, 5. Let's just, I'm going to go out right there. That's my excellent. That's my call. 196.5 million. That's wonderful. I will stand with your projection. Um, as we talk often, math's not really my yeah. bag, but I'm using what little nope. energy I have to focus on high school algebra right now. And so I'm going to let you handle all these numbers. Um, yes. But uh, that's exciting. I am thrilled to hear that and can't wait to get sort of the yeah. final word at the end of the fiscal year. All yeah. right. And don't forget that there, if there's a budget overage, which there likely will be, yes, uh, that is split on and sent on to them. So that means more money for Southeastern too, Amy. There you and, go. Uh, and the- more money on to the IMB and to NAM and everybody else. So yep. Uh, that that overage is not just put in a pot or anything and kept in the executive committee, or but it's split out again and. It just means more for you guys. There you go. All right. Which is well, awesome. All right. So we got one one story left. I'm going to let you take this one. Yes. So the Hurricane Dorian still just kind of crawling out there on the eastern seaboard of the United States. I'm not even quite sure where it is right now. It's just like it's it's basically just sitting out there off the coast of the Carolinas, right? I mean, are you guys getting any effects at all at this uh, or no? We, we did a little bit yesterday on, on Thursday afternoon and evening through the night, some winds, but it actually sort of stopped east of us in anything really intense. So it wasn't anything more yeah. than just a kind of a long, rainy, you know, several hours, but it certainly is affecting the coastline. And we have, yeah. we have distant students and people, you know, they were trying to come for hybrids and they're figuring their way out. And our schools were closed. And one of the reasons that we have to do that is because we have, a lot of our schools in Wake County are shelters for the people. Shelters for people yeah, coming from the, the coast. For the people yeah. coming from the coast. So, uh, so while we haven't seen huge effects, uh, Drew has gotten to see the effects of having a really nice week with Labor Day off and Thursday and Friday as well. Well, how does Mary feel about that? Because she's homeschooled. So is she kind of upset that she's still having to do work and he's not? Uh, she handles it okay. She's got her schedule. And then, see, she'll come with us to Nashville when we go to the EC meeting. So she gets some perks oh, being homeschooled because she gets okay. to travel with us and have a little bit more flexible schedule. Uh, she oh, okay. comes to Southeastern to chapel, all of those things. Uh, so she, she handles it all right. So she doesn't get snow days, but she gets travel days. Right. That's right. Yeah. And okay. probably or if there's a big weather days, if there's guess, a big yeah. snow day, I mean, don't we all get a snow day kind of? That's yeah. true. That's yeah. fair. So that's fair. All right. Well, yeah, we do want to remind people to, to keep in prayer and keep supporting Send Relief and Baptist Global Response, as well as the disaster relief in your own state. I know we have a lot of disaster relief people who are poised to hit down to Florida just in case that hit last week. Uh, but now it looks like maybe they're shifting up toward the Carolina coast. And we're also, what, about a year removed from massive floodings over in Wilmington? Yeah, uh, there was a, a lot last year. I mean, we had huge floods in the Carolinas last year, so yes. those people probably just now getting restored. And and you know, Dorian comes in and drops buckets of rains on them, right? And a lot of them, even with that one, had just been recovering from one before. So we don't get hit with the same type of wind damage and hurricane damage that maybe happens in Florida and Gulf Coast and things. But the flooding that is here, you know, can be really 
still long term. So yeah, uh, and, and we don't want to overlook all that's going on in the Bahamas, uh, the Bahama Baptist Convention, right. the Caribbean Baptist Convention. Both of those have been severely impacted by Dorian as it just tore through the northern Bahamas. Uh, some of the images from that, and uh, Jeff Palmer from the BGR, that's Baptist Global Response, uh, they're working with them to help uh, get food and water and medical help and shelter as well uh, down there in the Bahamas. So a lot of work from the, our friends over at Baptist Global Response and all the good work they're doing. IMB, I think, you know, leaning into that as well. So uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that, see if Dorian kind of fizzles out into the, the Atlantic Ocean, which I wish it would, and just kind of get out of everybody's hair. But um We'll, we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. All right. Well, that's uh, you mentioned it's a slow news week, a, kind of a, a light news week this week. So uh, that's going to do it for our news. That brings us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. So I wanted to go back to 1967 because I found just a really cool story about disaster relief. And so this is on everybody's minds, usually during hurricane season. We just talked about it, and people have been talking about it all week. Uh, I've heard some things, a lot of folks commenting on the presence of many Southern Baptists when there is a disaster. So there's this story. uh, It was published on September 6, 1967. The headline is, Baptist Laymen Race Against Alaska Winter and flood damage. And so it's a story uh, that's out of Fairbanks about 93 Baptist men who came up from the lower 48 uh, that were fighting against all the um, mud and things that had flooded seven Baptist churches so they could repair them before the hard winter. They basically only had about uh, another month around October 1st that the long winter freeze would set in. And so The Chena River had flooded Fairbanks in August, and Baptists in Alaska had appealed for volunteers to help them pump water out of homes, repair furnaces and plumbing equipment, rewire electrical equipment. And um, about 98% of the damage was not covered by insurance, and most of the people in the community could not focus on the damage in the churches because they had to deal with their own homes, their businesses, things like that. So a ton of... Baptist laymen, um, electricians, carpenters, plumbers, furnace workers, masons, all of these people went up to Fairbanks and they were working on these churches. And this story is really great. Uh, it talks about them coming in by the plane loads. It talks of, uh, about furnace workers staying up all night to get the furnace operating at First Baptist Church of Fairbanks, um, making assembly lines to take apart equipment, just all kinds of things. And what I love about this story is how it really shows that uh, disaster relief has been a part of what we do for a very long time, even before some of the current organizations were, even before some of the current groups were in place in our states, Baptists have been responding for decades and decades and decades, and they were doing it this week in SBC history. Yeah, this is very great. Uh, I, I love the story because it, you know, it also shows Amy. Yep. It shows that we're better together. It does. And it just, just the impact that we can, we can make when we work together and stuff. So just a, a great reminder of Southern Baptist cooperation and, yes. and togetherness. Yeah. And also, I, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, if, if we live in the lower 48, does the Alaska, do they refer to themselves as the upper one? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe we have oh. a listener in Alaska. We, Maybe we so. should ask that. Are you the upper one? Yes, we'd love to know. 
you know, if they had a room up there in Alaska, it would be the upper one, upper, upper room, uh, upper room. Wow. So. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know, man. That was bad. Don't laugh at it, that. All right. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> well, good story and a, and a great reminder of us uh, and what cooperation can do in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes. All right. That brings us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is readings in Baptist history. Do you have this one, Amy? Um, I'm trying to. I think so. It looks it looks familiar to me. If I don't, I'll let you know, and you can try to get me a free copy right. somewhere. So Joseph, well, I don't even know if it's in print anymore. It's a 2008 book, Joseph Early Jr. It's uh, Readings in Baptist History, Four Centuries of Selected Documents, and it has a great number of just writings about not just Southern Baptist, but in Baptist history. It's got stuff all the way back to 1609, Stuff from the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. It's got everything all the way up to the Baptist Faith and Messages. Uh, the Peace Committee report is in here. Uh, Origins of the Conservative Resurgence. There's a paper on that. So I need to find out. The, if the we have this. The Trail of Blood, the impact of J. Frank Norris. I mean, all yeah. kind of stuff in here. If we have uh, this, Keith has things. it. So. Yeah. So it's, it's really neat. I was looking at this. Address explaining why the Southern Baptist Convention was organized, 1845. Very Page cool. One hundred and twelve. So doing a little, doing a little historical reading okay. for the the new the new job, the yeah. job. There you got go. Got me in the the books here. William B. Johnson addressing. It's an address explaining why the Southern Baptist Convention was organized, eighteen forty five. Maybe a good thing to read for the hundred and seventy fifth anniversary of the SBC. Yep. Very cool, and uh, shows that you know it really Baptist history does go back before the founding of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so that's a good reminder. That's a great uh, thing. That's my favorite class here at Southeastern is Baptist history. I was the grader for that for several years and then stopped, not because I don't love Baptist history, but because, well, who likes grading? No one likes grading. And when you got two teenagers, I I loved reading the stuff. I did not like yeah, all of the the management of everything. And I got two teenagers. I got a job. I got all sorts of stuff to sit down and have to, you know, grade well, I mean, a hundred things. Hand, hand one to Mary, hand one to Drew, and you do one. And, you know, that's... Yeah, that'd be you great. Know, many hands make light work. I would love to see what Drew would do with a Baptist history essay. Just don't tell the acting provost. Right. Right. Send, I'll say, you go keep, out, go, go outside. Don't, you got you got some stuff to do? All right. Now, yeah. kids, sit down. Hey, go to Goodberries. Yes. Make an ice cream run. Yes. Here, kids. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it now, but I love it, and uh, it's, right. it's great. Yep. Awesome. All right, your resource of the week is? Uh, mine is one I've actually used as a resource here before when it was available yes. for pre-order, but But because, now it's time to order. Yes, it's time uh, to come out. So next week, September 10th, um, the two books from Rachel Den Hollander will drop What is a Girl Worth? My Story of Breaking the Silence and Exposing the Truth about Larry Nasser and USA Gymnastics, as well as the children's book How Much is a Little Girl Worth? Um, I pre-ordered these back in March, and they should be landing on my doorstep on Tuesday. Uh, but if you haven't ordered yours, there is still time. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be kind of a big deal next week when that drops. And All right. I want to bring the reminder. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks again to everybody 
uh, for listening and for reaching out this week as the the news that the EC broke about me heading over there. So really appreciate that. That meant a lot. Very humbling. And uh, I'm encouraged by everybody that reached out. And, and I appreciate all the, the requests for prayer. I need it. Looking forward to what's next at the executive committee and looking forward to next week. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.